Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey everybody, welcome to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on in, have a seat, and get yourself something to drink. This week's show is going to be on more of a personal note. I can't be the only one out here who has suffered a loss of a close family member, pet, or friend. So in this week's show, I want to share some things with you, my audience, on coping, on the loss of a loved one, friend, or a pet. As my friends know, and if you listen to Getting to Know the Voice Behind the Show episode... You will know that I come from a very large family of 11. Well, along with that comes nieces, nephews, great nieces and great nephews, aunts, uncles, cousins, second, third, and even fourth cousins. Yes, that large of a family. I had the pleasure of growing up with some of my older sister's children. A couple were older than me, but the youngest was a year older than me. She was the youngest of her family, and I was the youngest of mine. I do have to say that it did take 50 years to figure out that we were a year and three weeks apart. So for three weeks out of every year, we were the same age. Her name was Lori. And this week, I want to dedicate this show to her. Lori was raised in our small town of Mosinee by my sister Arlene and her husband David. Like I mentioned, the youngest out of three girls. When my parents would go to town, and me being the youngest, they would never leave me home alone, we would always go and visit Dave and Arlene. I have so many memories of either playing in Lori's bedroom or playing in their finished basement with her in front of that really cool fake fireplace. If you are listening to this and are even close to my age, you may remember the game Operation, where you had this cutout patient with that red nose that light up and also had a buzzer, and you had to take out a piece like of an arm, a leg, or rib or wrist with a pair of tweezers that were hooked to a wire and that wire was also hooked to the board. Each slot that had a quote-unquote bone was where a bone was had a metal edge around it and if you hit that edge with your tweezers it would buzz and boy did that thing make you jump. Needless to say Lori was really really good at the game operation. And I also remember playing other board games with her during our visit. After high school, Lori went on to nursing school and became an RN. 
She worked for 30 years taking care of everybody else. She was good like that. And I could go on and on about Lori and her accomplishments, how she always gave to her parents, her sisters, and loved her nieces and nephew to pieces. I want to share a story that one of her nieces posted on social media. Aunt Lori, I'll never forget your never-ending smile, love, entertaining remarks, desire to, quote, farm with Joe on Loriland Dairy, your love and care of animals, your desire to have a cow named after you, your deep love for each one of your family members, your contagious laugh, and your hardcore love of the Packers. Thank you for always hugging me, listening, loving me, sharing life with me, coming to my first two graduation ceremonies, celebrating so many holidays together, going shopping in Appleton, and making Build-A-Bears so many times, letting me come to your house when I was little and eating pizza for breakfast, taking me shopping many times, singing me the ABCs when I got my substitute teaching license, and so much more. Gone, but not forgotten. Rest in peace. I will see you again. I'm so glad that you're not suffering anymore and you're hanging out with Jesus. Love you so much. It was the summer of 2017. My sister invited me to their 60th wedding anniversary, which was in October of that year. I, of course, showed up with much joy and appreciation to be able to celebrate in this lifetime achievement. I did not know of many couples that stayed married that long. Lori was there, and after dinner, everyone sat around the table and chatted and talked. They had about 60 people show up. Before Lori and I knew it, all of the younger nieces and nephew joined us, and all of us were laughing and talking and threatening how Lori and I would go on a singles cruise, how we were going to save money and go. But my great-niece, Lori's other niece, said, Hold the phone! We're not going without a chaperone. So we decided that we're going to recruit this niece, Mary, to be our chaperone on this cruise. Boy, we had it all planned out. But I won't bore you with the details. Before I knew it, Arlene and David invited me to Thanksgiving, not once, but twice. When your older sister invites you to Thanksgiving dinner, you darn tootin' you better show up. And show up I did. I dropped my trailer at a nearby truck stop and bobtailed to my sister's house. After the meal, brother-in-law David, who was 81 at the time, decided this was the perfect time to decorate a 40-foot tree outside in their front yard with Christmas lights. So here we are, David and his cane pole, me putting on the strand of lights at the tip of the pole and making sure he hits his target, and Lori making sure the lights kept coming by untangling them and all and keeping them hooked together. Within an hour, we had all the lights on this 40-foot tree. Lori just marveled at how I was able to work with her mom and dad. For a time, I had a little trucking buddy with me, a miniature schnauzer named Kinsey. She was silly and happy like Lori. And when Lori went out to meet her that year after decorating the tree, She said that 
Her name isn't Kinsey anymore. I'm going to rename her Little Lori. Every time she called, she always asked how Little Lori was doing. Later that afternoon, I surprised her and told her I was going to take her for a spin in my semi. Now, she had never been in one before, but I guess she watched a lot of movies like Convoy back in the day. The first thing that she did when she jumped up in my truck was grab that CB mic and say, Breaker, breaker, one nine, is there anybody out there? Sadly, no one ever came back to her. She got buckled in and off we went to check on my trailer. As I drove, I spoke about trucking and the trucking industry. And she was full of questions. That was the best time and the best Thanksgiving I ever had. Before I left that day, I made a promise to her that if anything were to ever happen to me, I would be airlifted to the hospital that she worked at so that she would be my nurse. We promised to stay in touch. In January of this year, 2018, Lori wasn't feeling real good. She thought she had the flu. She finally went into urgent care to get seen to get checked. Well, the news wasn't good. They did tests. She didn't have the flu. She was diagnosed with esophageal cancer and cancer in her liver, along with blood clots in her kidneys and her heart, and a tumor near her ear. The doctor prescribed blood thinners, which excuse me, took care of the clots in her kidneys and her heart, and he decided to start chemo and radiation. After a couple of treatments, the radiation wasn't going as planned, and that was halted. Lori continued to work as a nurse. She continued to drive. She continued her chemo treatments until this month in December. I saw Lori again this year, again at Thanksgiving at my sister Arlene's house. They were gracious enough to have me. Lori was laughing and joking around, but you could tell the cancer was taking its toll. And now comes the extremely hard part. My niece, the funny, silly, laughing, caring, giving special lady that I love like a sister, lost her battle with cancer on Thursday, December 27th. Sadly, before then, my little dog Kinsey, that she renamed little Lori, died on Christmas Eve for unknown reasons. I think it is just so that she could be with Lori, that she knew that Lori wouldn't last much longer. So I want to thank you, my audience, for sticking with me thus far in this episode. My question to everyone who is listening to this is how do you deal with losing a close family member while you are out on the road? How do you deal with the loss of a favorite pet out on the road? It's said that grief comes in many forms and people grieve in many different ways. Some people get angry. Some people strike out. Some people close off and want to be alone. Others want to plant a tree or a flowering bush so that when it blooms or grows, that person will always be remembered. Myself, I try to share and remember that good person's points, their good times, the good that they did in their life, like this show and this dedication to my niece. I found a good article under the American Cancer Society. I should say a good PDF document that I will have posted in the show notes how a person grief comes in different stages 
And if you don't mind, I would like to go through that with you. The first stage is shock or numbness. The shock and numbness can last a few hours, days, or even weeks. The person feels cut off from the outside world. There may be feelings of agitation, weakness, or crying uncontrollably as a trigger makes them remember the deceased. Planning the funeral, the wake, visitation, and internment often helps, but sometimes the numbness lasts through these activities, and this person just feels like they're going through the motions. This works into emotional upheaval of facing the loss. When you see your life without the person, these emotions could be sadness, loneliness, uncertainty, and denial. The feelings come and go over a long and extended period of time, weeks or even months. A person who is grieving may do some or all of these. Social withdrawing, trouble thinking and concentrating, becoming restless and anxious at times, loss of appetite, looking sad, they feel depressed, dreams of the deceased or even hallucinations or quote visions in which they briefly hear or see the deceased. They lose weight. They have trouble sleeping. They feel tired or weak. They become preoccupied with death or events surrounding their death. Searches for reasons for the loss, sometimes with results that makes no sense to others. They dwell on mistakes, real or imagined, that he or she made with the deceased. They feel guilty for the loss. They feel all alone and distant from others. They express anger or envy at seeing others with their loved ones. They suggest that the person grieving needs a lot of emotional support. The final phase of grief is when the person accepts and comes to term with the loss and starts to cope with it. Adjusting to the loss does not mean that the pain is not over, not by any means whatsoever. The sense of the loss of losing a close family member can last for decades. The grieving process for someone with a terminal illness like cancer is similarly the same except with the shock or numbness is not as great. You still have a small amount of shock when the person who is terminally ill finally dies, which will bring about the feelings of sadness and loss. For someone who is grieving a loss or if you are the American Cancer Society has these tips to cope with the loss. Let yourself feel the pain and all the other emotions too. Don't tell yourself how to feel or let others tell you how you should feel. Be patient with the process. Don't pressure yourself with expectations. Accept that you need to experience your pain, your emotions, your own way of healing all in your own time. Don't judge your emotions or compare yourself to others. Remember that no one else can tell you how you should mourn or when to stop. Acknowledge your feelings, even the ones you don't like. Let yourself cry. You need to do both for healing. Get support. Talk about your loss your memories, and your experience of the life and the death of your loved one. Don't think you are protecting your family and friends by not expressing your sadness. Ask others for what you need. 
Find and talk to others who have lost a loved one. Try to maintain your normal lifestyle. Don't make any major life changes. For example, moving, changing jobs, changing important relationships. During the first year of bereavement, this will let you keep your roots and some sense of security. Take care of yourself. Eat well and exercise. Physical activity is a good way to release tension. Allow yourself physical pleasures that help you renew yourself, like hot baths, naps, and favorite foods. It's okay to indulge every once in a while. Avoid drinking too much alcohol or using other drugs. This can harm your body as well as dull your emotions. It's also likely to slow your recovery and may cause new problems. Forgive yourself for all the things you did or didn't say or do. Compassion and forgiveness for yourself and others is important in the healing process. And give yourself a break from the grief. Yeah, you must work through it, but you don't need to focus on the grief all of the time. Find distractions like going to a movie, a dinner, ball game, reading a good book, listening to music, or getting a massage or a manicure. Prepare for holidays, birthdays, and anniversaries, knowing that strong feelings may come back. Decide if you want to keep certain traditions or create new ones. Plan in advance how you want to spend your time and with whom. Do something to honor the memory of your loved one. Join a bereavement support group. Other people can encourage, guide, and comfort you. They can also offer practical advice and information and help you feel less alone. If you can't find a group near you online, groups may be helpful. When you feel ready, do something creative. Some options include write a letter to the person who died to say everything you wish you could say to them. Start keeping a journal. Make a scrapbook. Paint pictures. Plant flowers or trees like I mentioned before. Involve yourself in a cause or activity that the deceased loved. My niece loved the Humane Society. So I ask all of my listeners, how do you grieve? How do you cope with the loss of a loved one, a special friend, or your pet? In closing, please feel free to leave a comment below in the comment section or on our Facebook page under this show post. I read all comments, good, bad, or ugly. And I want to thank everyone who have listened to the show now and in the past and want to thank you for letting me memorialize my niece. Take care, everyone, and I hope everyone has a very happy New Year.